What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, what are you doing here? Is it, is it just you? Why? Because I'm single? No, I just was asking. It's because I've been single for a long time. I was just wondering if we because needed Because I'm single. I just wanted to know if we should put two plates down or... Because I don't have anyone in my... Are you calling me alone? Are you discriminating? Are you discriminating against me because I'm single? <gasps> All right, well, just get in here. <laughs> get in here! My name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the, the Super Secret, Secret Bestie Club podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things. Yeah, like secrets that are super. That's what it is. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendship, heartbreaks, men, and of course, our favorite secrets. Well, Maya, today is another special episode. Don't start appropriating my culture, please. Your culture of? Being single. Singletown, USA. <laughs> Singleton? The mayor of Singleton. <laughs> and who's that? She's That's Maya. Still single? Yep. <laughs> How long has it been? No one knows. <laughs> Legend is, she's actually never had a relationship before. No. Really? I think one time. She's been obsessed with the same person for four years, and they weren't even together together. Wow. That's, that person's a bitch, whoever said that. <laughs> whoever said that, You're meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> wow. I love that you basically like gave us... Roasted myself? You, We just went into the true psyche of Maya Morello Murillo Gracias. If, this is, if we're talking to our people... I'm going to give our people the most raw, vulnerable side of me. Yeah. This episode is going to be a little more, more, more raw. <laughs> I think. We're talking about being single, chronically single. Yes. Um, I have been single for a very long time, but it's hard because situationships have become way more popular. Mm-hmm. They, I, I was first in situationships before they even became situationships, like the label. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how like prehistoric. I am. Uh-huh. Um, 
Which you're not. You're very young. I love dinosaurs, though. I like dinosaurs. I would love too. to be prehistoric. It's a compliment. Okay. <laughs> um. So you were talking about being single for a very long time. Yeah, I have dated a lot of people who are the opposite, though, who are like serial monogamous, monogamous, yeah, daters. Oh, like they've been in relationships. They just back to back to back to back to back. Which also, I'm like, that's not living to me either. There has to be a healthy balance, I think, of both for sure. Oh yeah, but as an expert single person, mm-hmm. it's you know. Why do you think that you're single? I hate that question. Why? I hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate that question? Her fist is like near my face right now. <laughs> because it's it's just like it's like. Especially when you're dating someone, they're like, why are you single? Why I think that's think a great single? question I'm on like, the first date, though, to ask somebody, why do you think I'm you're like, single? Why are you, I can tell why you're single. I go into <laughs> my defensiveness. Basically, you deflect is what you're doing. <laughs> you didn't answer dude, the question. Why whatever, do you think you're single? <laughs> uh. um, I think because I'm working on myself. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, I think I've mentioned this before in other episodes, but... Um, I went into like a little hermit mode mm-hmm. after I like started dating someone at the beginning of 2021. And I was like, you know what? I don't, this doesn't feel right. I don't feel good. So I like worked on myself, got a new therapist mm-hmm. and changed a lot. And have you talked to your therapist about that too? Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. What did she say? She if you said, don't mind sharing. She said that, um, I am afraid to get uh, a vulnerable, like I'm emotionally unavailable a little bit. Mm-hmm. The thing that I, my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the thing that I hate that I've dated, I've dated unavailable people before and I'm that person right now. I'm like, how does it feel you villain? Mm-hmm. Now you're the villain of this story. Wow. I know. It feels so weird. I think so too that I think that sometimes when I'm, when I meet other people who are like, have been single for a very long time, I do sometimes go between thinking about, are they just picky? Are they just holding out? Or are they finding reasons to not let somebody in? But we talked about that too. These guts. But we talked about how um, she's like, I'm sensing a lot of like self-judgment when you're talking about like your love life, because sometimes I would feel like growing up, my parents would say that I was very picky. Mm-hmm. Like you're so picky. You're so judgmental. And my therapist was like, are you or do you just have standards? Like, are those just your standards? And they're just, they just look different to your parents. I know what you would say about me is that I don't go out. Well, I also think that there's an interesting question too, because what is the difference between being picky and standards, right? Like, how do you even begin to dissect that as well? Like, I, for example, when I'm single, when I was single and I was going out on a lot of dates, I would get turned off by, you know, we talked about our icks in season one. I would get like, oh, I don't like the way that that man shoes or I don't like the way that that man is like carrying himself in this restaurant right now. Like I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'd rather be single than hang out and with somebody who makes me you. cringe. But am I being picky or am I, are those, what was the other word? It doesn't matter. Judgmental. No. What was the other Standards. One? Standards. Yeah. It doesn't matter though. If, if they didn't, if you didn't reel in the fish, if they didn't reel you in and you're flopping away yeah, and but, you don't even like the taste of the bait. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Not flopping away. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, I'm, I've been doing a lot of fishing in Dreamlight Valley. 
But like, I do think sometimes like there were a lot of incredible men that I was like, oh no, they were actually really good men, sexy, sweet, like dope people. I just didn't, I didn't like, I just was like, no, I'm okay. And that's, that's fine. Like, I, I don't, I want to like erase picky as a word. What's the um, longest relationship that you've ever been in? I hate this question. I mean, we did say we were going to get vulnerable. I know. Vulnerable. Um, well, when I was 19, I dated somebody. We were boyfriend and girlfriend on and off for like a year mm-hmm. and then broke up and then we're on and off for like a minute. So I've had a lot of on and offs, mm-hmm. but an actual relationship, mm-hmm. I would say that when mm-hmm. I was 19 years old, that was like 10 years ago. Does it scare you? It does a little bit because I'm so used to just myself. I was even thinking like um, this morning <laughs> I was waking up because the way I sleep and probably like you haven't noticed this because you're like a little baby angel when you sleep. <laughs> like when we travel, he goes into like a, he goes into his little pod yeah, I do. and like nothing kind of like bothers, me when bothers I sleep. him. Yeah. yeah. And he will literally sleep like an angel, like. With his hands tucked underneath his chin. Yeah, that's really how I sleep. I have to either sleep with my hands crossed over my chest. Yeah, like a dead person. Like a dead vampire (laughs) or uh, exactly or like underneath my cheek like Like a little cherub. But it's interesting because it's mostly with the blood circulation in my hands. Like if I don't sleep like that, I wake up and my hands are kind of numb. I toss and turn all night, all Uh night long. Like left side, right side, left side, right side. Like it's it's, that's like comfortable to me. So I'm like... "Mm." Uh-huh. But I'm like, I can't imagine a partner being in that bed also and being like, what the fuck, girl? Like, pick a yeah. side. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. hate that. Like, I think about those things. I think about like my own mess that I have. Like, what I'm working on now is like, you know, pairs of twos, like yeah. two hearts. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. two oh, hearts. That. Yeah. Like, That's something you know, your mom said. Uh, well, it's like a known thing. And even my therapist says it too is that to attract like more love into your life, you have to get pairs. Like, you know, if you get candles, get two candles. Mm-hmm. If you get like, you know, artwork, like two hearts, two mm-hmm. hearts, mm-hmm. Um, like two of everything. So it's just like in your ingrained in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been doing that, but I'm like, I don't need two of this. And my brain's like, you're gonna be single forever if you don't get it. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. okay, I guess I'll get it. Now you made me think, I'm like, damn, I only bought one candle tonight. I'm like, I should have gotten two candles. <gasps> well, you're cursed forever. But it's like, um, I feel like I'm in recovery mode to like open myself up more because I'm a different person. I really like who I am right now. Yeah. I wanted to say too that a lot of times I feel like people stay single because they want to work on themselves. They want to be just right for the individual that they're going to be with. And I think that that's important to a certain degree. Like, yes, you should be working on yourself. You should be doing a lot of a lot of things. But a lot of those things that you learn are better in practice up against another human being. I believe that. Number one, too, by the way, the thing that you mentioned about the bed and tossing and turning there. I don't know if you're up to date with bed technology, <laughs> but there's a thing called like a king size bed or a California king. But it's king still like I'm with, I'm like not a small petite girl. I'm like, boom, boom. But there's like side. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No one is thinking that. No one's going to be like, but like there's technology. Have you seen those commercials where they put like a glass of wine on the bed and then there's somebody jumping next (laughs) to it and they don't feel it. But I'm just saying like, there are ways Okay, thank you for that. Yeah. And I think in terms of like. So I have to get a king size bed, king size bed to not be Sometimes you got to do what you, look, whenever I talk about like, uh, there's some things that even with the individual that I'm in love with right now, like 
things that I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know, like I'm willing to overlook them and kind of be like, let's work on it together because I care about you so much. I yeah. want to work on those things. But if he were to be like, I can't get with you, or I can't do anything da, 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 until I figure that out, I would be like, damn, you're going to miss out on somebody really good who's right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's definitely something I think to keep in mind for those of you who are afraid to kind of dive into that. I will say, I'm though, not afraid of nothing. Well, maybe vulnerability. <laughs> but um, I will say, too, that like I started to realize that I've been talking to a lot more people who I'm slightly older than you, a little bit older, a little, a little smidge older. But I talk to a lot of like your kind of age group. And a lot of times I've heard it. it's kind of common that like I've been single or I haven't been in like a long term relationship. So I started to do research in terms of what um, uh, was the case, like millennial versus Gen Z. And there are a lot more people who are a lot more comfortable being single right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there's less of a cultural push in terms of needing to be with a partner because there's a lot more data that exists that shows that single people are actually fairly happy. Like they don't live less happier lives than somebody who's in a relationship. Um, and they also can be full and whole complete people in their singledom. By the way, when I read you facts, I don't do that thing where you have to go look for three credible sources. I just find something to prove my point and <laughs> then I just read it to you guys on here. But this thing of uh, statista.com is what I'm going to call it, is that in 2022, there was a poll that was taken that 37.89 million single people led uh, households in the United States. And, in, uh, and from the previous year, it had gone up from 36.5 million. So in one year, it went up roughly like one point something million. Um, and so that means that there are progressively more single people that are alive and well and thriving. As, as am I. I am one of those people. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time Podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. 
Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I guess we can end the podcast now. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this the other day because, you know, I'm a little... By the way, I started to include more information in our podcast because this is kind of what I do for fun. Like, I like to read a lot of things. And I was watching this interview on CNN that was talking about this study of um, happiness Mm. and people who... And what is happiness and all these different things. And one of the things that they were talking about is that... Oh, okay. So they started with uh, men at, uh, at some Ivy League school and they've been doing it for 80 plus years and they have followed these men from that time to their death and now their family and who they've married and their children. And they check in with their health and they check in with all these different things every five years and and they found the what they believe is the secret to happiness, according to the study. And the secret is, is that no matter what kind of level of success these people have had, the happiness is rooted in the nurturing of their relationships. So that can be whether they are with a a loved one, family, friendships, or a a significant other, the way that they nurture and the way that they are in contact with those people truly decides how happy you are at the end of your life. So not to, there was another thing that single people are genuinely not, they're pretty level with people in a relationship too. So it's not to take away from, um, so Being we're single, just as happy as you guys. You're just as happy. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're, so don't even, don't even. But in saying if you want to live to be older, you should get a friend or a hobby oh. or both. <laughs> do I not have those right now? Are you not my friend? Can no I not do those things with you? You can't actually. Are you That's... breaking up with me right now? Oh my God. I'm bad. The way that you broke up with Ivan Garcia. Diaz? Oh, Ivan Garcia. There's a million Ivan Garcias, so <laughs> good luck finding that one. Um, um, anyway, um, I so one of the things I had been working on while I was like not dating mm-hmm. and not dating as in like uh, I was still on the apps, but I wasn't really like I would not go on dates. I would shift my point of view to appreciate platonic love a little bit more oh 100 um and i really fell in love with all of my friendships and one of the things to practice also is when you're manifesting and visualizing your future partner and or like journaling or whatever you think of a friendship that gives you that makes you feel that like love yeah and that makes you feel safe or happy and all that stuff and you just kind of like you know, you just kind of take that and put it into your manifestation yeah. because you felt that before. And that's like one of the biggest things to like help manifest. So I've been like 
I don't have anyone in my life like that. So. Yeah. And there's actually no I'm wrong way. I think, I think there's no wrong way to like exist. Like if you're single and you're happy, wonderful, like you can find love and soulmates and other relationships in your life. Like you were saying. And then the other thing that I saw too, is that they were saying that sometimes it's also okay. There are a lot of people who have lived full lives that have been in a multitude of short term relationships that are mm-hmm. actually just as fulfilling as, you know, smaller long-term relationships yeah it's very complicated because even just people asking me like when's the last relationship you've had i'm like it's hard because they've been like three months and then done yeah but in those three months so much has happened that it feels like very long and it feels almost more impactful than like the year thing that i had back in the day yeah and and that gets confusing because i think as single people, we're constantly like judging ourselves up against like societal norms yeah. and Hollywood's depiction of what romance is mm-hmm. and what, what it should be, what it should feel like, how long it should be. And like in reality and especially in spirituality, like we are able to create our own reality. Yeah. And like I've started to throw all that shit out of the window. I'm like, no, I'm creating my own timeline, mm. my own definition of like what the being single right now means to me yeah. because I put so much pressure on myself. Yeah. Like not only do our family members do that as well, like, um, but sometimes our friends and, and just like TikTok will like watch all these things. We'll consume all these things and feel bad about ourselves, but we're also like doing it to ourselves and no one, no one can talk shit about us as bad as we can do that to ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's also cool because we do live in a time where I think for so long women were, and and still till this day, women are expected to be particularly with women, like married, looking for a man, looking for this, having kids. And there's so much extra pressure. So I think you kind of setting the tone of being like, I'm making my own timeline is really like revolutionary and Kind of punk rock at the same time. Well, that's right? because of of the women I know who are in their 30s right now, who are like 35. They're like Maya. I'm telling you, I had kids at 34, and it was you're fine. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. Like, cause I I want to have kids, but I'm just like, I thought back in the day that I was like, oh, when I'm 25, I'm gonna like meet the person I'm supposed to meet. Yeah. And then we're gonna have kids, and then you know by 30, I'm gonna like. Like 30 is kind of like, okay, peaceful and great. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm not even, I mean, I'll be 30 next month. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm like, damn, like, we still got a lot we got to do that I we want to finish. I feel you on that too. Like, I'm 35 and I've only, my longest relationship was three years. And I saw, uh, you know, I was doing research on love and things like that. And they were saying that three years is kind of the mark mm-hmm. where the initial uh, love high phase fades out. And so that's when you kind of start to, you know, do all those things. So I get it. But do you want to be in a relationship? I think I do or whatever. <laughs> I guess so. What do you think yeah. it'd be like? And yeah. What do you imagine a relationship to be like? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Do you want to know? <laughs> Should I tell you? It is to me. It's like having a best friend that you get to make out with and hang oh, out yeah, with. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know that. With you get to you see all their ugly. Like you see their mocos. You see like you 
you know, you walk in and you see that they forgot to flush their little caquitas away. <laughs> like you see all the ugly, not only the physical, but the emotional stuff too. Like you see all their traumas. They trigger all your traumas. Yes. You are um, uh, sometimes suffocated. Sometimes you feel like you're um, uh, not whole. You feel like you're losing parts of yourself. You feel like you're kind of being meshed into this one being and you're fighting to hold on to everything that you've worked so hard to create. Um, But there's also like the fun stuff in a healthy one where you're like, you have the laughs, you have the cuddles, you have like... Of course, yeah. I feel like I know all of... Like, that's all very much like... You know? uh, The awareness. I think it's just like, how... Who would I be in that relationship as this person right now is like... and, And I'm just also like, when is it going to be like a deal breaker for mm-hmm. something or when is it just like a pet peeve? Like those are the the little things that I'm like, what if it, like I keep catastrophizing mm-hmm. and like future thinking before I've even like met anyone. I'm like, like what if they don't like my artwork on the wall? Yeah. What if they don't like the artwork on my wall? But also what, what if, if they don't like the artwork? On then the they wall? don't like the artwork on your wall. Like that's okay. Like that's, that's another thing too, is that when you go out and you discover people that you are going to fall in love with, like, they're not supposed to like everything about you. They're not going to. They're a full ass that, damaged that. You're human gonna, You being. don't like ev- everything that ex- is possibly about me. You don't like any, you don't like everything. There's this really cool philosopher. <laughs> um, I think his name is like Alan something. He does like the School of Life on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he has this really amazing talk about love, and it's called "Why You Will Inevitably Marry the Wrong Person" or something like that. And it's really cool because he was talking about how um, in love, like you think like compatibility and you meet somebody you're like, oh my God, we're getting along so well. And you're sharing tender moments and I'm sharing tender moments. And oh, this is so good. And then he gives the example of like, you guys are at a restaurant and uh, you guys are sharing so much and open information and everything. And you're honest and you're open and you're at a restaurant and this like uh, server comes by and your significant other goes, you know what? I have a sexual fantasy of having a threesome. And you are like, excuse me. Like, and now you're upset because they're sharing this fantasy and now they're not who you thought they were. And now you're spiraling and you're thinking all these things. Because it's it's like your own fantasy thing that you created. Exactly. But it doesn't take away from all the other stuff that he wants to have or she or they want to have a threesome. It's just kind of like this, this twist and turn. But when you are in it and you are in love, like, that's kind of you're taking it as and and by the way he says that sometimes it's okay to keep things to yourself. He also says that when you're in love and in a relationship, like you don't have to tell them everything. Like you don't have to tell your significant other that you want to fuck the server. Which on but tell me if you're dating me, tell me so that I can trip the server in, <laughs> <laughs> lock them in the kitchen so they don't come out for the rest of the evening. LOL. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. 
And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time Podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic, like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time Podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know that for me, when I'm single, I kind of get... We were just talking about this too, because my mom was uh, talking about how when we die, she's like, when we die, I'm going to be buried with you. And I'm like, why? And she's like, so that you're, because, you know, I don't want you to be alone. I'm like, do you think I'm going to die single and alone? Like that I want to be buried with my mom for eternity? Like, what is the, what do you think is going to happen? But that is a real fear of mine when I'm single. Like, am I worthy? <laughs> this is the second time that Maya has no, like this yawned. Is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time. No, episode one or two. Because you're co-opting, you're co-opting my experience. This is about but me. Do you think you're, that you, you're not single? Do you think that you get worried about um, being single? Does it scare you? No. Could you see yourself being an afraidy old lady, a little bitty? Yeah, I honestly like last year when I went to travel around Europe. I'm like, man, this will be kind of cool to do by myself for the rest of my life. Mm. You know. But we also had that one time where you had a past life regression and they told you you were an old man that died alone in yeah, the forest. Yeah, and, and that my <laughs> wife died in childbirth and the baby died too. Oh, so. um, also too, sidebar, I found this really cool website called gen30.com and they offer really cool information about what it's like to be a 30-year-old that's never dated. Um, they talk about like societal pressure, um, where to find potential partners. Like, is it harder to meet people in your 30s? And actually it is. Like I read a little bit about it too. And they were saying that people as you get older get set in their ways. And yes. the social groups that you're hanging out with get smaller. So the pools around you also get smaller. So it does get harder to date as you get older. Um, there's just not as many available times to meet other people. Like unless you're like in college or something. I don't go out a lot. And I think that's a majority of the reason why. But even when I do go out, 
Like, no one has game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think people don't have game anymore. I think that's it. It's not me. Do you think you have game? I do. Don't touch me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you didn't ask for my consent, creeper. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to. She just got more aggressive with her touch, by the way. <laughs> Toxicity over here. Whatever. Um, but also, too, they do talk about on this website about how it's not a bad thing to be uh, single, basically. I love it. I really do love it. Um, and I refuse to feel bad about it. I was feeling bad yesterday and today. Just because it's like, you know, love season. Because when I was 19, like my parents wanted me to get over a breakup. So she's like, give love out. So I started to do like those. I made those $5 customized love songs for couples. Yeah. And I, you know, ended up doing over 200 and it got like public recognition and all this stuff, which like actually that's the thing that led me to BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I felt like shit doing it because mm-hmm. i was so sad so i was giving i was singing my heart out all these love songs to these couples who are in love and i actually sang one for macy and her her husband oh. also and i Do think her parents nope i had a formula i would just like um but basically like yeah like and on valentine's day i'm like i still have yet to get a love song for myself mm. you know i've i've sang love songs that's a good song right everyone there. it's a, this is a, here's a love song to myself well yeah i did oh remember i did that like um that love so- i did a I am beautiful. I am. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And here you go yawning about <laughs> my art and my music, which I say that I'm an injured artist. And there you go. Wow. But no, I kind of feel like shit. Yeah. You I, know? I've never. But I refuse. What I'm saying, sorry, yeah. is that I refuse to feel that way. I don't want to feel that way. But I do want to say, too, like being single, right? It's not a bad thing. Um, so my, what advice would you give to someone who's single, but all of their friends are taken? Like I said before, I refuse to feel bad about being single. Like, yes, feel your emotions. Like, I'm going to be a little sad girl. But, like, I think it's important to not use romantic love as, like, the only love in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like platonic love with your family with your friends is is important also um if you know that you're going to be feeling some type of way like do something for yourself that Mm. um is something that (laughs) something that couples can't do oh yeah i like that you know something that like i don't know just do something very special that makes you feel like oh my god that was so much fun you know or like do some manifesting or um but either way you know what i'm gonna do today because i feel sad i feel like a little mm. down today mm-hmm. don't touch me i'm rubbing her back i'm rubbing the <laughs> her back <laughs> <laughs> um no thank you you can keep you can keep rubbing my back if you want no thank you oh okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i would i would do something that makes you feel loved um i'm gonna take another edible and i'm gonna play some dreamlight valley and create my world and do a little manifesting and and you know karaoke yeah i think my advice if you are the single friend in the group 
Um, I know it's hard. I know it's tough. That was me for a very long time. I hung out with predominantly straight people for most of my life. And I always felt like not only was I single, but I, I felt unworthy and I felt unattractive. Um, so I know that it's like a lot to deal with, but like working on yourself. I think I love the idea of taking yourself on a date and doing fun things. I think that that's a really good idea. And know that um, if it's something that you're happy being single, like don't let today make you feel otherwise. Don't let it mind fuck you. And if you're not happy and you're looking for something, then like it'll come. Like know that it'll come. Like if you want it to come, it'll come. And sometimes on your face. Anyways, what advice would you give to someone in their late 20s and early 30s that's never been with a partner romantically or sexually? You know when you're going to be ready for that. Like, really Mm -hmm. trust when you feel ready to do all that stuff. Because it's a lot. And I don't think you should be pressured into, like, oh, I haven't had sex yet, so I'm just going to do it with the random person like that's fine if, if it does it means nothing to you yeah that used to be my advice when i was younger just anyone i was just when i was younger in my 20s I, because i i lost my virginity when i was drinking uh-huh, uh-huh. so i would be like just get drunk and just lose whoever who cares like just pop it out get it over with like who cares you <laughs> pop know? it out the cherry yeah, yeah like just <laughs> pop it out <laughs> and then pop it in um yeah i think trust your intuition like you know when the right time is and don't let anybody like pressure you it's so dumb peer pressure is dumb yeah and everyone's projecting anyway but humans have peer pressured each other since the beginning of time also too um masturbating is fine like okay there's this app called quinn our producer is clapping oh right my now. gosh you dirty girl <laughs> you dirty is, girl what is quinn there's spicy audios like yeah they're like ranges from any scenario you want boyfriend coming home from work um he just did the dishes and everything hey babe i just did the dishes and you look great tonight oh my god our producer wants to write for that oh my gosh some of the voices i'm like i have notes because some of them are like (laughs) like don't call me angel don't call me angel or princess like yeah um yeah like invest in um alternative ways to help yourself do the do yeah there's plenty of sex toys that are super exciting i don't think you should feel bad if you're in your late 20s and your early 30s there are other ways to work out parts of who you are with other friendships other sorts of relationships short-term situationships long-term situationships there's no wrong way to do it the only way the only right way is your in this instance your way Welcome to the Zodiac section of the podcast. Well, oh my God. Wait. Okay. Today I was watching this. um, Speaking of the stars, I was watching this really cool TED talk today from an astronomer. And she was talking about how everything, all the components that you can find in your body, you can find in stars, right? And we've always Mm -hmm. talked about this as well. But she was saying that when stars die, the energy that uh, it creates atoms that are made out of iron they create iron, basically. And iron is in your blood. And it's actually what uh, makes your blood red. Um, mm. And so even down to the color of your blood, you have things that make up the stars. 
um, and all the the things that make up the calcium in your teeth, like all these different mm-hmm. parts of you are from the stars. the stars. So when we tell you about your life in the Zodiac section. It's really real. Fucking take it seriously. Take it seriously because <laughs> he read an article from an astronomer of NASA. <laughs> so you think we're going to lie to you on live TV right now? Yeah, it's actually really good. It's on YouTube. It's a TED Talk. And oh, it's, it's called, a TED Talk. Yeah, it's called. He watched it. Yeah, I watched it. It's called something like We Are Actually Dead Stars or something like mm. that. But it's really amazing. Super dope. Yeah. Um. Well, my which sign do you think would be chronically single? Oh, my God. I think um, I would say Sagittarius. Really? Sagittarius, maybe a little bit of Aries and maybe some Geminis. That's so funny. I was going to say Earth signs are probably... Earth signs are so stubborn. They're really stubborn. I'm a Virgo, and you know, Virgos are very stubborn. Tauruses, Capricorns. I'd say like, Aquarius also. Well, well, I think maybe for different reasons. I think Aquarius would be Aquarius, Libras, Sagittarius, maybe would be chronically single because Libras, you can't get no. them. You can't get them to, no. to sit the fuck down. Libras, Pick a chair, chill. Libras are fine. You think so? <laughs> yes, they I are I feel fine. like I've heard a lot about Libra men being like toxic and that they can't pick and choose. Like, do you want to be with me or not? They'll like, pick eventually and it's not you. Oh, <laughs> I think that Aquarius are like, I'm going to go over here. And yeah, you're like, Aquarius Where are, you going? are, they're too focused on like that shiny thing over there. Yeah, they're like, ah, that's that nice. They know, they know that they're actively ignoring you for a reason and they need something to distract you. And guess who put that shiny thing there? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Yeah. Sagittarius is like, ah. Or Sagittarius is like, oh, I'm going to go and find love in Paris. And they're like in Paris and they're like, I'm going to go to Mexico. And you're like, do you just find them at your local mall? And it's not chronically single as in like they're single for a bad reason. It's just, I think these signs are occupied, preoccupied, like yeah. just w- with other things that maybe matter more. So it's like, if you really want to hold them down, like I feel like with Aries, it's hard to like, to hold us down. Oh my god. You have to really be like, I wanna be with you. Really? Yeah. Oh my and god. And then I'm like, okay, I guess he wants to be with me. Not true. I feel like Aries are like, ew, and then they turn on their fire and they run. Fire signs. No, they'll be like, chase me. Virgos, I think. If you're serious, chase me. We're too picky. We're like, mm, I don't know. Tauruses, like, uh they probably oh there's they're chronically single because they're too stubborn they're like uh, you know oh and, and i know that's i know that that is a stereotype but i am telling you it's real and it's crazy um who else do you think would be chronically single i think that's it scorpios no no scorpios are fine scorpios are too busy plotting their revenge or seducing you which signs should stay single Toxic asses. Virgos. <laughs> Scorpio should stay single. Our producer said Scorpio. Look, I'm as a Virgo, double Scorpio. If you date me, I'm going to rock your world and you're welcome. But I'm scared the entire time. You are, but I will not only rock your mental mind, I will rock your physical mind too. Ew. By licking your brain. Ew. Ew. <laughs> and that concludes the zodiac portion of the podcast gross well maya how do you plead um the way i plead is please oh please let the relationship gods find me and grab me 
and I don't know. I'm okay. I'm good right now. You're, I'm, I'm like, fine. Yeah, honestly, like I'm. I the whole thing. I think what I want chronically single people to to um, take away from this is like no more calling it chronically single. Mm-hmm. Like taking out the chronically because mm-hmm. it's not a condition. Mm-hmm. We're not broken. We're working on it's there. It's a reason. There's, there's a reason why we're single right now, and it's not because like we're unworthy or undeserving or not enough or ugly or. Some people, yeah, it's because they're ugly, but I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> There's ugly people on the inside. The, and that's what I was talking about. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Um, the well, the thing that I wanted to say, too, is, yeah, I think that if you're single, trust in the process. Trust that, you know, whatever your process is right now, if you are single for healthy reasons where you're just like, no, I just want to be me and I'm okay. I just got out of a relationship or... I'm wanting to discover myself. Like, I think it's cool. But also don't let that become like your crutch. Don't let that become like your wall um, or something that keeps you from experiencing like another human being. Mm -hmm. Because I will say that a happy medium of both is so much fun. Being alone, learning about yourself, finding out what you hate and what you love is just as amazing as discovering those things with other people and being like... uh, a mirror to each other and growing. Um, so wherever you are in your process, um, you're doing great, sweetie. And and what? what? Who said that? Thank you so much for <laughs> listening to another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast. Curly, how can people find you on social media? You can find me at the Curly V Show, V is in Victor on Instagram and TikTok. What about you, man? You can find me at Maya in the Moment, M A Y A in the Moment. Love you so much. We love you. And you know what? You yeah. always have to have the last word. And you know what? <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> Make sure to hit that subscribe button to hear more episodes every single week. The Super Secret Bestie Club podcast is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy 
taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.